Welcome to episode 12 of Somewhat Sports. I'm John Dennis, your, uh, I guess your host, and uh, the host, number one host, the only, really. I mean, <laughs> I'm out. <laughs> hey, hey. It was a good show, man. You know what? It's late. I got hey, work you tomorrow. Might beat that track. You ready? Yeah. Yeah, we, we carpool. We can close. Leave. Don't close. I'm trying to Now, some. let's right. go. All right, let's yeah, go. we are. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. That's enough. Okay. One of the hosts of Somewhat Sports, uh, you may know me from Overnights on 97.5 WPCV. Again, I'm John Dennis. Then, of course, joining me, as always, Bubby Johnson. Hi, y'all. And, and John Williams. Hello. <laughs> We're doing voices today. Is that the uh, theme of the show? You've never seen the uh, the Nickelodeon? Hi, y'all. I'm Paul. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, that was funny. That was good. A little three-eyed. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think we get it. All right, just making sure. We're all on it. <laughs> Anyways, uh, let's uh, jump right into this. We have a whole lot planned for you today, including uh, some April Fools, uh, kind of prank calls that we're doing. Uh, we also talked to uh, Emily Walden of The Athletic. She goes into a, a really good piece that she did about uh, uh, minor league baseball players and the uh, the kind of, uh, I guess, the very minimal wages that they've uh, been getting paid and, and what major league baseball is kind of doing to uh, to combat that as a whole uh if they are at all but let's lead off the podcast with what everyone is talking about and that is march madness the uh, the final four bracket is officially set do we have any favorites going into this one boo <laughs> who I'm is really... boo and why are you cheering for <laughs> boo i really don't care man it is it's called the, the you heard the nickname that is going around like it's Mm-mm. the final snore wow final bore that's corny. I'm man. not really like. This has been like the most exciting. The games have been exciting, but yeah. the outcome, like the teams that are left, I think there were better games in the Elite Eight and Sweet Sixteen. That sure. makes I don't understand that. Why not? Because if they won, they deserve to be there. Yeah, they deserve it. But I'm saying the matchups were better during the Elite Eight and the Sweet Sixteen. So you don't think we have good matchups coming coming up? I'm not saying they're not good matchups. I'm saying it was more exciting during the Elite Eight. You just can't say, say that until the games have happened. Yeah, though. just say you met Zion's out. I'm like, no, like, it's simple. Like, you have you you look forward to certain games. Do you look forward to these games as much as you did the ones in the Elite Eight and Sweet Sixteen? I do only because they've beaten the, those premier teams that we thought they they beat our favorites but you can so let's say let's say you have two slow teams um they they walk the ball up the court all the time um you know they're always playing in the half court no exciting plays and they beat those those flashy teams that you always like to watch and then they meet up in the finals are you looking forward to that game as much as you were with those other teams that you like to watch I see. I see your point. I, I I understand what you're saying, but I disagree. It's kind of like let's let's take your national championship game. Some may say the game before that that you guys won to go into that game was more exciting than the actual. It was, game. without a doubt, it was. I mean, yeah, because it was a game winner though, because it came down to a game winner. Right, but you you can say that that overall that game was more exciting. So I'm just saying. I think I was looking f- more forward to those games rather than... I mean, is there a clear out. favorite in, in these final two games here? Um, I guess the two of three? I, I like Virginia and Michigan I, State. What about you, Bobby? Like, Do you have a favorite between Michigan State and Texas Tech versus Virginia and Auburn? I mean, honestly, I, I guess you kind of got a chair for, for Michigan State because everybody wanted to see Duke. You know what I mean? Right. And, and there, at the end of the day, there was only so many missed layups... 
and so many missed tippins that the other team could have for Duke to keep going. I mean, like, sooner or later, your, yeah. your luck's got to run out. You <laughs> know what I mean? Was the writing on the wall the whole time? But, I mean, I, I like Michigan State. I, I feel like, I don't know, that's that's really tough for me. Well, you were um, saying how well coached of a team they are. I like I like what Izzo did late in that game. I like I like the plays that he used coming out of timeouts. A lot of times, like... They would get they would get a defensive rebound like I think believe it was like the last two or three possessions actually every single defensive rebound they got it was a timeout as soon as they crossed half court because he was drawing up a play right. and I mean they were it was successful you know clearly especially the the last play um, using um, Cassius Winston as a decoy top of the th- top of the key three put him up by two it was huge right. Great, great play design. You know, people can say what they want about Tom Hizzo. He can be as mad as he wants. He can ball those fists. But if you look in that bald fist, there's a marker. And right. with that marker, he's drawn up great plays. Look at that. <laughs> I got you, Tom. I got See, you. You got them far and away beating Texas Tech, then. Texas Tech is playing inspired. They, they, and honestly, they're to me, they're somewhat of a, not a sleeper, but like, out of all the four teams remaining, they would be the one that I would I would have replaced or I, I wouldn't have had this deep. Right. You know what I mean? Like Michigan State, clearly, you know, with I think a lot of times we put so much emphasis on these freshman phenoms that we don't really give the credit to the teams that have like I don't think there's a freshman phenom left on the four which, you know, of the four remaining teams, there's no marquee freshman. You know what I mean? Like th- these are four-year seniors, five, some five-year senior guys, uh, you know, that sure. are still playing. So I, I mean, a lot of respect to that. But no Zion's. No, no Zion. <laughs> oh, there's only one Zion. <laughs> Wait, let's get that clear. <laughs> That's true. But no, I, I think I guess I would go Michigan State over Tech, and then I like, I really do like Virginia, but Auburn's not a bad team. I may, I'm gonna go Auburn. I'm gonna go Auburn, Michigan State, even with their best player out. Yeah, and you know why? The reason I say that is because it is something about playing inspired basketball. Like all of them are already playing to be a national champion. Right. But when you're now playing for one of your guys who's injured, you know what I mean? Like you just get that that little bit more oomph to you. You think so? I think so. Did it, I mean, I don't know. Going to your personal experience, the year before you guys won the national championship, it was it was a I know I'm, I'm kind of going inside basketball here. But you had a pretty uh, big integral part of your team go down the year previous where you had national championship hopes the year before. Dom Dominic Lane, Lane. Yeah. who did Listen, listen. And this is I like Dom by the way who's doing an amazing job with his fitness down in the, the Miami area. Right. Lane Fitness. I believe it's, you know I'm horrible with names. I know you are. It's okay. John, what is the name? <laughs> you over here laughing at me. You know the name. It, it, listen, we're going to get the name because I love to plug. I got so many talented friends who are who are doing so much. And just because I don't know the name doesn't mean I don't support you, all right? But we're going to get the name for Dom. But basically, my point in saying this was when Dom was healthy, I never worried about a basket game, basketball game. Like, we were undefeated as long as he was healthy. And literally, we would be down in the second half. We'd be down by 8 o'clock. And I'm already thinking, like, man, what am I doing tonight? Like, are we going to Kyle's? Are y'all still? Are we still going out tonight? Because I knew. Kyle's was the club, by the way. Yeah, yes. Because I knew we were going to come back and win the game. Dom did everything. He scored the ball, played great defense. He was a great rebounder. Your, to your point, we had a great team. He went down. But I think the issue there was we were still trying to figure out our identity when he went down. We didn't really know what we, who we were at that point. I think Auburn clearly knows who they are. You don't beat a Kentucky team. You don't beat a Kentucky team without your best player if you, if you don't have some some form of identity. And I think I think they're playing inspired basketball. I like them a lot. I, I think they could beat Virginia, especially since Virginia should have lost to Purdue, if you ask me. Mm, debatable. <laughs> 
So if they get past Virginia, they're definitely not getting past Michigan State. Listen, we when we get there, we get there. You crossing bridges so that we not even so at you yet. Go, going all the way. All the way? Going all the way this time? Um, I don't know. Michigan State. I'm not there yet. I like Michigan State over Tech, and I like Auburn over over Virginia. And we'll talk about the rest later. Did anybody get my? This boy? I get in trouble. With did anybody get? Did anybody get my boy Lanes? It's uh, it's called the Bay Coaching Facility. Thank you. Yeah, I got you. But that's not his fitness joint, though. You want his like? Are you asking for his Instagram name? I'll do it myself. When you need something done, you do it yourself. Because I know his Instagram name. I do too. It's Dom underscore Lane underscore BCF <laughs> underscore. So I got that. B- BCF stands for Bay Coaching Facility. You're Thank a great you. Reader, man. The Bay Coaching Facility, owner right. of, motivator, fitness trainer, my boy Dom Lane. Go get right. There you go. All right. Now, after that plug, let's talk. You know how <laughs> I plug on me. <laughs> I got a lot of talented friends. I'm yeah, just going to plug somebody every week. I know. No kidding. But, John, who do you, who do you have? Since Bobby doesn't want to give out his, his final picks for, for who's going to win the national championship. Yes, sir. Who do you I think got, is going to So I got Michigan State beating Texas Tech. I don't think that's going to be a close game. Okay. So I'm going way out on the limb with that one. And then I think the uh, Virginia-Auburn game is going to be a close one, a gritty one, kind of like what we've been seeing in these past games. And I think Virginia will pull it out based on uh, manpower. I think with, with Auburn having their main guy out, I, I think that's going to hurt them in the last couple of minutes of the game when – Somebody saying foul trouble and they got to bring somebody who doesn't have too much experience off the bench. I think that's when it's going to hurt them. But I think they're going to fight pretty hard throughout the whole game. Then after that, Virginia and Michigan State. I got Michigan State winning that. I think they're a tougher team. The I think their big guys are going to dominate that game. And I think Izzo's coaching is just going to overwhelm what um, Virginia has to offer. So. Yeah, it doesn't seem like there's a there's a clear favorite really going into this uh this final four here. A lot of these teams have had close games against teams that really, you know, weren't super great. Virginia had a little bit of a scare uh, against Oregon. I mean, it was you know, a four point game going towards, you know, it's a little closer than you'd like it to be, especially against the team as low seed of, uh, as low of a seed as Oregon was. Mm-hmm. You also had Michigan State squeaking one out against Maryland earlier on in the, uh, in the tournament. Um, I don't know. I, if I'm going to go with, with experience and, and good coaching, I probably will say Michigan State. I think Michigan State will probably take this one. Uh, I think that Texas Tech is is kind of riding a Cinderella story right now. Um, they, and they've beaten some some good teams, but I still think that the Michigan State takes the whole thing. Yeah, if you look at at their point guard, I think he is going to be dominant in the, in the rest of this um, tournament against all the other point guards. So I think he's going to make a huge difference, and um, I think they just got too much power down low also. So because we are recording this episode of Somewhat Sports uh, on April Fool's Day, uh, we figured we'd kind of get a little festive and uh, kind of make some people look foolish uh, and make ourselves <laughs> look a little foolish. Uh, basically, what we what we tried to do was uh, take a couple people, take some, uh, some phone calls from people who uh, we are pretty sure don't listen to the podcast <laughs> to see if they knew any any podcast trivia. Uh, we thought it'd be a little funny. Got a couple calls here, and we hope you enjoy them as much as we did. So, uh, so we're doing kind of like an, an April Fool's thing uh, where we're we're calling we're calling people who like we're pretty sure don't listen to the podcast. Uh, I listened to one of them. 
Right. Which hopefully is, it's the right one. Yeah, hopefully it's the right one. <laughs> I hope it has all the answers in it. Yeah. So we're asking them like m- like oh, super man. like meta like podcast related questions for uh oh. for gift cards. So if you get all three correct, you get a fifty dollar gift card. You get two correct, you get a twenty five dollar gift card, you get one correct, you get a ten dollar gift card. Sound good? Okay, go. All right. Ooh, somebody's ready. I know, she sounds excited. Okay. So I'm ready. Lauren, again, thank you for joining us on the uh, the Somewhat Sports Podcast. Your question number one, name the favorite football teams of all three guys on the Somewhat Sports Podcast. Um, John, Miami Dolphins. Okay. Ooh. Bubby. Ooh, Bubby, where are you from? I'm failing. <laughs> you can't curse, okay? <laughs> That's your biggest issue. John, ugh. No, I don't know. Let me guess. Let me just guess. Yeah, that'd be um, smart. <laughs> Stop cursing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Oh, man. Man, where are you do, from? I'm going to give you like a 10. In my time. Nine. Eight. That's a horrible. Seven. I don't know. Six. Just name okay, a well, team. Right, right, give me another question. Just throw out a team. Just, right. throw, just, just nope. try. Nothing. Wow. Atlanta. Atlanta. I don't know. Nope. nope. Oh, right. Ooh, wow. And we're, Shalima, we are really going to talk because I'm upset. I'm so sorry. <laughs> yeah, you, you got me messed up. I would have liked that. But at least I got one. Yeah, you did. You got me. That's fine. All right. Let's go for question number two, okay? You still got $25 in play. All right, Lauren, <laughs> let's, let's give this a shot. All right. On the Somewhat Sports Podcast, okay, an NBA player has been mentioned on every single episode. One specific NBA player has been mentioned on every single episode. We're now on episode 12, okay? What NBA player is it? NBA player? Um, LeBron James. Oh, <laughs> incorrect. Oh, can I get a second guess? No. Uh, well, well let's, give you a second yeah, guess. Yeah, yeah, it doesn't count, but we want to know who your second guess is. Kevin Durant. Oh, my nope. God. Dwayne Wade. All right. I mean, it's a good guess. No, it's, it's not yeah, a bad it's, guess. It's, it's not, not a, a bad, bad guess. guess. All right. All right. Question number three. Okay, your final chance to get some uh, some cash here in the form of gift cards. Okay. <laughs> what podcast, or sorry, what audio hosting website did the Somewhat Sports Podcast originate on? Oh my god, I'm the worst. <laughs> I don't know. So we're guessing guess. you didn't listen to episode one. I don't one. even know a podcast website. How do you listen to podcasts? Like what? 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 What would you go? I on? just clicked your link on Twitter. I don't know. Okay, well, that's, at least at least you listen. I appreciate that. I mean, so you say it doesn't sound like you listen. <laughs> no, it doesn't. I think what episode you said it was. That's All right, guys. <laughs> All right. Well, the correct I want to answer. Go back to the first question. Do you, do you have a guess? Do you have, do you have a guess? No. no, I really don't. I have no idea. All right. The answer was the uh, SoundCloud, but you know, it's it's all wow. right. It's all right. You know, you, you played. You played. Hey, give me, give me your teams. Oh, how, how about this? In order for you to, for us to give you your teams, you must ask each member their team. And the way you ask, I mean, each host. I'm sorry. And the way you ask each host is by saying their full name. Because maybe then we can right. go. Okay, yeah, I need yeah. 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 I need, I need, Stop singing my government. Why does everybody know my. <laughs> Washington Redskins. Oh, true, true. Okay. Yeah, because I'm All not right, from John Atlanta. <laughs> I don't know why I thought that. No, we know. That's Andrew, honey. I know. <laughs> your turn, John Williams. She said your name, too. She said John the Williams. New York Giants. And then. I was going to catch up for you. I don't have enough time. I got cut off, okay? <laughs> 
<laughs> and I thought you were in New York. And and which host likes the Miami Dolphins? Uh, John Dennis. Bam! All right, you got a $10 gift card coming your way courtesy of the Somewhat Sports Podcast. You're that or one vendor. And I will listen to it on SoundCloud. <laughs> well, it's not on SoundCloud anymore. It's like on SoundCloud. You will find it there. Yeah, that was the OG. But now we're, we're available on Apple Podcasts and we're on Spotify. Uh, hopefully, we can count on your listenership going forward. And uh, you know, maybe next time okay, we call, you win, you win some money. <laughs> All right, Lauren, thank you very much for joining us on the Somewhat Sports Podcast. Thanks. Have a good night. Thanks. Peace. Bye. I'm doing well. How are you doing? We're doing good. We're doing good. Now, do you mind if I call you Jill? I don't know if we're, you know, close enough. I don't know if I'm stepping over any boundaries. Do you mind if I call you Jill? Sure. Go for it. All right, Jill, Joe. Wonderful. Well, (laughs) We just wanted to, first and foremost, give you all the credit that you do deserve um, with all of your fundraising and everything that you're doing, especially with Woman of the Year, a lot of the fundraising that you're doing, um, you know, very active in um, looking for cures for leukemia and uh, lymphoma as well. So just wanted to give you a big round of applause there. Thank you. I appreciate that. Yes, of course. Of course. There we go. Now it's a round of applause from everybody. (laughs) And because we are giving you so much support in your endeavors, we also want to thank you for all of the support that you've shown to Somewhat Sports in the podcast. All right? Of course. Because of your support, we are entering you into our Somewhat Sports uh, question near. It's like a game show. It's like a game show. Da 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 da. Oh, I like that. That was very good. Thank you. That was yeah, like, that was my impressive. price is right. Can you do that one more time for me? Da, 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 da. <laughs> First time was better. Um, <laughs> it's more inspired. Was, uh... So, Jill, we have a couple questions for you. Now, of course, we're not going to waste your time. We understand how busy you are. So, if you can answer all three questions correctly, you will actually walk away with a $50 gift card. Wow. Yeah, $50. Are they sports questions? Listen, girl, <laughs> we got questions. You need answers, okay? <laughs> I ask the questions. Not you. Yeah, like, yeah, what, yeah, what's going on here? All you need to know is if you answer all three questions, you get $50 gift cards. You can spend that on Starbucks, you know, whatever you may like, uh, you know, whatever you, you need it for. Okay. Leukemia and Lymphoma Society. Got there you it. go. I've, I've already made my donation, so you're not getting another dollar out of me. <laughs> um, $50. Here we go. We got three questions. You ready? All right. Mm-hmm. All right. The first question for you, very easy one. We talk about this all the time. I know you're going to knock this out of the park. Uh, no pressure. No. <laughs> Uh, there are three hosts. All three have a favorite football team. You need to give me the three football teams. You don't have to say which team belongs to which member, but we need to know the three favorite football teams of somewhat sports. <laughs> okay. Um, can I do my favorite? Football no, team? no, you're not a host. <laughs> we don't care. <laughs> I'm going to do the Patriot. Okay. The Jaguars. All right. There we go. And um, the Buccaneers. There we go. 0 for 3. Very nice. Way to start. And I'm not going to lie. I appreciate it. I'm, I'm a little hurt. I definitely thought you would at least get mine correct, but that's fine. Um, what is yours? No, no, I'm sorry. I asked the questions. I don't think you pay attention. <laughs> don't worry about it. Um, second question. <laughs> All right. What NBA player has been mentioned on literally, isn't that how you say it? Literally? 
Every. There you go. Say it for me one more time. Literally. Every single somewhat sports episode. What NBA player's name gets mentioned every episode? Um... Twenty-five dollars on the line. Can you tell me the team? No. <laughs> can you tell me if they play in Florida? No, I can tell you that they're still playing in the NBA now. And if this Gordon. podcast was to air next year, I would not be able to tell you that they're still playing in the NBA. That's the. So they're retiring from the NBA. Oh, there we go! Wow, look at her. These Someone's are retiring schools. in the next year from the NBA, and he's pretty well known. Sure. Dude. LeBron James. Oh, my Ooh. gosh. This hurts. Okay. All right. Well, seeing how you got Dwayne, that. Dwayne Wade. No, it's too no, late. No, it's too late. No. It's too late. That was a, I'm, you know what? I like the effort, but you've already missed the shot. I think I heard okay. those Google fingers going. Right. Right. <laughs> All right. Well, since you are clearly a somewhat sports fanatic, you should be able to get this last question. Okay. <laughs> All right. Now, this podcast um, has come a long way, and we've got a long way to go, and we think we, we will definitely get to where we want to be. But if you were a fan since day one, if you were with us shooting in the gym. Humble you, beginnings. Humble beginnings. Start from the bottom. <laughs> I think we've made every reference we can. Yep. <laughs> if you were with us from the start, you would know which platform this podcast originated from. Even if you don't know, you could definitely take a guess. And hopefully try to get it right. What do you mean what platform it originated from? There are a lot of different podcast platforms, audio hosting sites and stuff like that. Where would you have gone to have listened to episode one of Somewhat Sports? Um, Spotify. Good answer. (laughs) (laughs) You can find Somewhat Sports on on Spotify right now. Nope. YouTube. Nope. No, no, no. Here's the thing. This wasn't a... It's not multiple choice. It wasn't a VCR. You'll get to list multiple options here. Listen, what we do want to say is we do appreciate you taking some time out of your busy schedule to play the game with us. We hope that this is a uh, eye-opener for you to understand that you are missing out on a great podcast that you need to give a little bit more time to. Um, mm-hmm. I hope all is well, Joe. It's always good to speak to you. And because... I do enjoy conversations with you. I am not going to let you walk away empty-handed. All right? I know you love your Starbucks. Want to try to help you out. Do you guys mind? No, not at all. Is this okay? Yeah. Can can we make an exception? Sure. All right. So what we're going to do is we are going to give you one last question. You're not giving $50. There's no no way. You've you've already done the damage. Yeah, you don't deserve it. (laughs) But (laughs) what we will do, if you can name all three of the hosts. Oh, my God. Are you serious? Did you just say, oh, my gosh, as if you can't do this? <laughs> Listen, John, stop. Give me a second, John. John, you wait as well. All right. Okay. If you can okay. name all three of the hosts first and last name. Oh, come on. I just gave you half of it. <laughs> then I, have, we, I, I can name all the names. First names. Well, that's not what I asked. If you can name all the first and last names, we will give you a $10 gift card. Visa gift cards. You can still spend it wherever you want. I want first and last names of every single host. Starting now, go. Okay, we have Titania Johnson. We'll also accept Bubby, but that's fine. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> I prefer Titania. 
Um, <laughs> we all do, I think. Except for... We have John... John... What is your last name, John? John, your last name is... You feel the typing oh, wow. fingers from here, yeah. Yeah, don't, no, hold on. Tell us the answer. Don't Google it. John Heitman. Um, Ooh. <laughs> that was so close. That no, was that right got, there. That guy quit. Maybe John Yancey. Nope. Nope. <laughs> Jill, I just want to like... Honestly, I had so much faith when we were like coming up with this idea. I was like, "Oh, you know what? I got somebody like I, I support what she's doing. You know what I mean? I got I'm backing her. I, you know, I'm, I'm I just thought that you. Hey, man, it's good talking to you. Uh, <laughs> where, 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 can, where, where can we go uh, if people wanted to find out more on how to uh, donate towards the uh, the Jillian Dorfler uh, Woman of the Year? Yeah, um, yeah, Jill, tell us a little bit about yourself since you. Since, since you can't really help us plug us, we'll uh, give you a chance to plug yourself. Where do we go to find out more about what you're doing um, and how we can get involved or how somebody would like to help out with what you're doing? Give us a, Come on, give us a holler. Of course. So running for Woman of the Year for the Leukemia and Lymphoma Society. Okay. So I basically have three more weeks to try to raise as much money as possible for those diagnoses. <laughs> you could add extra $50 yeah. if you... So I, I could have if maybe I could have prepared a little bit. That uh-huh. was kind of caught off task, you know? Preparing is every Tuesday when the show airs, but continue. Okay, sounds good. Um, and so basically, you can, I'm having a huge event tomorrow night, but if you're unable to make that, then you can give a donation at the Leukemia and Lymphoma website slash Dorfler. You're able to donate on that site. Um, so we have about three weeks left, and like I said, all the funds go towards families that are fighting with blood cancer. All right. Well, nice. Well, thank you, Joe. Hopefully, we can uh, count on your your listenership going forward. I got my my fingers crossed. (laughs) All right. Send me a link and I will. All right. I'm sorry. Did you not hear the part? All right, Joe. We'll talk to you now. We'll we'll appreciate it. Thank you, Joe. Thanks. Thanks. Love you. Bye. Yeah. Whatever. (laughs) All right. Now, joining us for our first ever interview on the Somewhat Sports Podcast, we have a very special treat for you. Writer and player evaluator for The Athletic. Absolutely fantastic. One of my very close personal friends here. Emily Walden joins us here on the Somewhat Sports Podcast. Emily, how are you? I'm doing well. Thanks for having me on, guys. Absolutely. So you uh, you recently did a piece for The Athletic, and I wanted to get uh, a little more information from you for this audience. If you don't know, Emily did a, a piece on... Uh, minor league baseball and the struggles that they're that the minor league players go through on a day to day basis with their you know their living situations and not you know really not being paid uh, commensurate with what value they are bringing to these franchises. Some of these guys are getting paid you know less than than ten thousand uh, dollars a year you know for working you know crazy long hours a day you know and it's it's just it's been you know, a, a real tough time for these guys. And actually minor league, or sorry, excuse me, major league baseball has been lobbying to keep, you know, things kind of the status quo when it comes to minor league baseball and not having to pay them their fair share. And Emily did a great story on that. Emily, what led you to covering uh, this story? I think it was really just a matter of me being down in the trenches, so to speak, over the last four years. Um, I'm entering my fifth season on the minor league circuit. And it was 
really kind of a growth experience for me because I started my coverage from scratch. And so it was really a matter of getting to know these guys where they were at. And it was kind of a gradual building process of seeing how they lived their lives outside of the field. That was really the most eye-opening part because, you know, you see guys put on uniforms, go out and, and play, and you think that they're making you know, these massive contracts and, you know, having to turn away endorsement deals and all those kind of stuff. And um, one of the most eye-opening aspects was getting the reality of their pay situation, um, how how those checks were dispersed to the clubhouse dues, rent, um, you know, just all the little um, expenses that would accumulate throughout the season. And it was always something I wanted to put together, but just the pressure of the subject um, and then also a very strong, yeah, understandable lack of willing participants um, to step in and help sort of bring it together was, it, it made it difficult, but the fact that it all, you know, came together the way that it did with this recent article, um, it was incredible. It was very humbling for me to be able to be entrusted with it, and I'm extremely happy with how it all came together. And you can find that article again in uh, the Athletic website. Now, what's the worst story you've heard as it relates to players, some of these players scraping by on their on their day-to-day? Yeah, I think, honestly, and I, I've thought about that a few times since the piece has come out, I think it's how many players said that they had to retire because of money. You know, and you you see so many people who comment, well, learn how to budget better, learn how to do this, learn how to... And it's so much more of a dire situation from a financial standpoint than so many people realize. And stepping back and realizing the very minute percentage of guys who actually get the opportunity to even sign a minor league contract... And then having to walk away from it when you're still chasing and you still have a chance, that's heartbreaking to me because the the percentage of these guys is so small as it is. And knowing that they've been selected in that group and they're given this opportunity, but in reality, they can't afford it. And I just thought the title of the whole piece was, was so applicable to this situation of one player telling me, I can't afford to do this. I cannot afford to keep doing this unless I get promoted, you know, and so it's the realization of where these guys are at, what they have to juggle, in addition to setting themselves apart from the rest of the organization, because they have to perform day in and day out. They can't walk up to, you know, a trainer or an instructor and say, sorry, I didn't sleep good last night because my air mattress deflated. You know, so I'm just not playing up to par today. Um, Everybody's in the same field, you know, to, to coin a phrase. It's, it's a tough spot for everybody. And so I think that pressure and then knowing that it has cost some players their opportunity, it's it's extremely sad. Um, and I'm hoping the more awareness that comes from it is really going to open more eyes and continue to put some, some much-needed pressure towards the owners and realizing how serious the situation is. So, Emily, I definitely think your article – is this is John, by the way. Um, I definitely think your article – does do that and bring awareness to the issue. Earlier you mentioned it was kind of difficult for the players to come forward and, and give you this information, whether it's um, salary or, or, or living conditions. Um, do you think that's part of the problem that a lot of people aren't stepping up, even though they're faced with the fact that they can be cut at any moment due to them speaking out? Do you think it's still an issue that not enough people are, are coming out to bring awareness to this? Yeah, and it's it was so tricky to 
sort of come to an agreement with so many of these players to actually share their stories because it's such a trust-based conversation. And with my coverage, I primarily covered the Tigers farm system for up until last year when I sort of branched out continuing Tigers, but also doing more national prospect work and trying to walk up to somebody, you know, you meet somebody on the street and shake their hand and say, hi, I'm Emily. Do you trust me enough with your future to share this information? You know, and it's, they don't know me from Adam. And so Thankfully, there were quite a few guys who knew me well enough or had gotten good word of mouth from some of their teammates about the work I was doing that they were willing to take that chance. But some of the guys would tell me repeatedly, I trust you, but please, please, please don't point this back to me because of how serious it was. And so the fact that I got as many people as I did, I was just, I was floored. And I was so thankful for that because for that to come across effectively, you needed that strength in numbers and you needed that variation of experiences and stories. And, you know, thankfully I was able to get a few people on the record too, which I think kind of added, you know, some icing to the cake, so to speak, um, to really drive that point home. And for the guys who shared it, I was able to connect with most of them after the fact and, you know, just thanked them all, you know, just that they were willing to take that chance because they want that to be put across to the fans. They want that reality to come across to the fans. And because of that, their willingness to take a chance, I think really did help drive that point home. And, um, you know, obviously there's still a lot of work to do, but we're seeing some very slow improvements throughout the industry. And we're hoping that that's going to continue moving forward. Yeah. Speaking on that, um, you did a, you had a report, uh, along with Ken Rosenthal regarding the Toronto Blue Jays, apparently, uh, saying that they're going to increase the salaries of minor league players by 40 uh, to 56% depending on the on the level whether it's you know single A, high A, low A, you know tr- up to triple A. Um, now it says here that after a 40% raise a first year triple A player will make roughly uh, $3,050 per month or $15,250 for a five-month season in uh, in AA. Players will get 50% uh, boost to about $2,550 per month or $12,750 uh, per season. Again, it's a five-month season. Is that something, uh, and that's after the, the raise, by the way. Now, is that something that is, you think is fair, or are we, is that one step in the right direction, or is that something that we can kind of say, all right, you know, got, job well done, you know, once everyone kind of adopts uh, the, the Blue Jays, you know, system? Yeah, I would say that it's, it's definitely a step in the right direction. Um, there was some backlash from fans, you know, saying, okay, you did this, but it's still not enough. And my response to that has always been, but they did something you know, which is so much more than the other teams can say publicly. And obviously, it's not a matter of wanting to make teams look bad. It's wanting to open eyes. And it's wanting to see the fans understanding what's really going on. And I've always said, if one team makes a move, I believe other teams will follow. Because nobody wants to be that one team that won't budge to give their guys, you know, a, a livable situation. And I've been told probably about five or six other teams are discussing it. Um, To my knowledge, none of them have come out publicly yet and confirmed that they are putting it into play. Um, So personally, I applaud the Blue Jays um, to make the move that they did um, to confirm it to Ken and I, um, you know, and, and putting that out there was really 
it was it was a very good feeling, especially you know seeing how much it meant to the guys to have their stories told, and then you know seeing that that push from Toronto. I think came at the perfect time, and I know it really, really encouraged a lot of the players to see that. Well, we know it's it's not the Angels, right? Because they have no more money after giving all that money to Mike Trout, right? It, like, that's, there's no <laughs> way they're one of the one of the five teams, right? But uh, you know, it, it's so interesting to me. So many, so many of these players, especially coming from from Latin America, who are surviving, you know, in these. Some of these guys were living five, six, seven guys to a uh, you know one or two bedroom uh, apartment in in some cases. And some of these players, you know, from Latin America are even sending money back home to their families when you know still they're only making you know ten thousand uh, dollars a year. Do you have any any stories uh, regarding regarding some of those situations? Yeah, I think probably the silver lining to those you know, loads of guys in one apartment is the fact that a lot of the players are able to find humor in it now. I think in the moment, it probably wasn't so entertaining. (laughs) (laughs) But um, now they're able to kind of look back at it and they all acknowledge it as it's part of minor league baseball. You know, you, you scrunt by to, to find food, you, you know, try and negotiate to get the things that you want. And you hopefully find a, you know, a couch or an air mattress to crash on. And, I think one of the most enjoyable parts of that piece for me as far as the interviews go was talking to Sean Doolittle, um, who's with the Nationals now, and hearing his experience because, you know, and he calls himself this too, he was referred to as a bonus baby um, because Mm. he got a very sizable signing bonus when he signed his first contract. And he's very quick to acknowledge that. He said, you know, my situation was different. I didn't have to, you know, start so low as some of these other guys have had to who signed for maybe... You know, they were a senior signed out of college and got, you know, $10,000. Right. It's not going to be that, you know, 500000 or, you know, 600000 And But for him, he was able to still acknowledge it still had its challenges. I mean, he talked about, you know, his air mattress blowing a hole in it and waking up with the air mattress eating him alive. <laughs> he was trying to sleep. And, <laughs> you know, it's just like those those humorous stories about, you know, living arrangements and how so many of the guys didn't even question it because they said, you know what, if I can save some money on rent, who cares? You know, I'll pop over in this corner of the living room and sleep. And for them, I think it was just a matter of getting by and making sure that, you know, they're able to at least try and find a way to get rest throughout the year because they all have the same goal. You know, they all have the same desire and they all have the same dream that they're chasing. And so, you know, in, in their scenarios, it's, you got to be a little bit creative. You've got to have a really good sense of humor and just hope that the rest of the guys in the apartment shower on a regular basis <laughs> and kind of go from there. <laughs> no doubt. Yes, Emily. So um, this is Bubby. Um, I just had a question for you. Obviously, someone's got to play devil's advocate, so I will gladly uh, you know, take on the role for that. I guess my question for you would be a, a two-part question. My first question would be um, knowing what you know and you were place in this situation would you accept uh the conditions that these players accepted um i guess kind of why and why not um as far as with the blue jays no 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 um, no you're not you're, you're not gonna get away that easy no 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 so, so the, the blue jays have created a good a better situation which we do applaud um i guess my my question for you is you know you are a hopeful you you know kind of have this this goal set in place you're you know you're still you're you're still you're an upcoming prospect. yeah you're an yeah. upcoming prospect and you have this this faith that you can land you know what the dream is would you accept the living conditions that these players accept knowing what you know i would 
I think because of the fact that there are discussions going on about improvement, um, and so many of these guys have acknowledged the fact that they're like, we're not looking for major league salaries. We're not looking for, you know, these multi-million-dollar deals. Would it be nice? Sure, be of awesome. Course. Yeah. Um, but being in the position they're in, they're like, we understand it's going to be a grind and it's not going to be pretty and. I may, you know, wake up with a crick in my neck because <laughs> I couldn't get comfortable the night before. But it's it's part of the experience, I think, for them. And so do I hope that conditions improve? Yes. Um, but I would also say if I was in that position, and if I had a chance to pursue the dream that I've been, you know, chasing for however many years up until that point, I think that the guys are going to do it regardless because it's it's an opportunity to live out what they've always wanted to do. And you're, I think no matter what situation you're in, you're going to be willing to make sacrifices to get there. And the biggest thing for them is that, is it ideal? No. But they also understand if they go public with it, that chance is likely gone. Yeah. And so for them, they really have to make that decision of, you know, how much is this worth it? And I've actually had guys that'll, you know, tweet stuff out and they'll DM me and say, is that going to get me in trouble? <laughs> and, you know, because there, there's so much pressure on them and they don't want to throw themselves under the bus. So it's a very, very tedious topic. But I think once the CBA comes back around, I think it's 2021, um, it's when it's up for renegotiation. I think that is going to hopefully shift some things. We're hoping that, you know, the players association is going to be able to stand their ground on some things with the owners and we'll see how it goes. Yeah, hopefully we'll have them uh, listen to the podcast and, uh, you know, this helps right. out a little bit as well, but, <laughs> you know, and I and I think that that was, that's kind of just the, the point that I was kind of getting at. I know you spoke as well about a lot of people who had to retire just because they couldn't, you know, live off of those conditions any longer. And I think that's kind of a testament to a lot of other sports as well. I know, you know, a lot of guys who had hoop dreams and realized that they weren't making it to the league or they weren't going to be able to play overseas in the little leagues they were playing and just wasn't enough money. So they, you know, had to give up the dream. So, I mean, obviously they weren't as well connected to the major leagues like, uh, you know, these minor leagues and this farm system is to the MLB. Um, you know, these were overseas guys kind of in some different countries and things like that. But it's still similar where, you know, they weren't making the funds that they had um, had dreamed of or they didn't see that that progression that they were once looking for. So they had to kind of make a decision. And I think obviously that's, you know, I'm, I'm all for guys getting what they deserve and at, le at the very least, you know, having livable conditions. But I think the argument is always going to be that they do have an option. And to your point, you know, when you have a hope and a dream, I know it's cliche, but when, you know, when you're being sold a dream, it's it's your option. Do do you take that chance and and continue or do you say, you know, kind of enough is enough? So I think that's always going to be the opposite side. Uh, or, or devil's advocate, you know, approach to to the situation is at the end of the day that the players still do have a chance. But it, it'd be nice if we made the chance, I mean, the choice uh, a little bit easier for them. No, I totally agree with that. And that does, it's generally the argument that comes up. Um, and my rebuttal to that has always been, but as employees to, you know, an employer and to a business, if you take baseball out of the equation and just say, this is an employee of, you know, a prominent American business, mm -hmm. you know, where the money is there, would you still justify a below minimum wage payment or near or at or below poverty level wages for your employees? And I think that that really opens a lot more eyes because 
are they playing a game? Yeah, they are playing a game, but it's also a very specialized skill set that's viewed as a form of entertainment in this country and, and many other countries. And so for me, it's always bringing it back to that and saying, you know, these people are employees, whether they're labeled that or not, they have a boss. And my question is always back to people. So would you justify that type of wage to an employee? Do you feel like that's right? And a lot of times it kind of causes people to sit back in their chair like, oh, oh. <laughs> yeah, to, um, to your that, point. That part of it, okay. yeah, that part of it really opens people's eyes, I think, a little bit more. And like for me, like I said, I'm not out to start a war. I'm not out to give anybody a black eye. I just want to see some justice brought to this. And I'm hoping the work that I'm doing here and there is able to help that out a little bit. Yeah, and, and to your point, I, I saw this tweet uh, from Adam Wainwright of the Cardinals saying that he, he crunched the numbers, and again, I don't know how, how big of a math whiz he is, but uh, he figured he made less than $2 uh, per hour at one level, you know, once you factor in how much he was getting paid versus how much work he was putting in on a, on a day-to-day basis. And you know, it's not like that Major League Baseball is a, a mom-and-pop shop that's like struggling to get by. They're, they're you know, taking out these billion-dollar you know, TV deals. They, they've got the money for it. It's just whether or not they want to allocate that towards their 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 farm system players absolutely that's that's really the question you know who wants to make the move what how big of a move are they going to make and what's it going to lead to and i think we're going to have to sit back and hopefully see some of that start to unfold here soon Absolutely. Well, again, thank you so much, Emily, for joining us. Again, she's a writer and player evaluator for uh, for The Athletic. You can follow her at Emily C. Walden on Twitter. Check out her work. It's always fantastic. Again, thank you so much for joining the Somewhat Sports Podcast. Absolutely. Thanks again, guys. Thanks, we appreciate Emily. you, Emily. All right. It's been a, a fun podcast. Had a, a lot of... Uh, Fun conversations with people who obviously need to spend more time listening to somewhat sports. I expect more. I do. Me too. Especially of our of our good friends. Uh, also, <laughs> had a really good interview with uh, with Emily Walden of the Athletic. That was a whole lot of fun. Uh, but of course, all things must come to an end. That'll do it for another episode of Somewhat Sports. And uh, please make sure you're following us on Twitter at somewhat sports on Instagram also at somewhat sports. And if you, if you like the personalities or if you just want to follow one of us at a time, that's okay too. Okay. You can follow me on Twitter and on Instagram at John Dennis radio. Bubs. Oh gosh. You can follow First, me. Thank you. I don't always have to go second. There's but no he was order. looking at you. Okay. And do, do the listeners know that? Do the listeners know who he was looking at? But he know, now he knows we got to pause and wait for you to look go up from your phone. In, John Williams. Good. Wow, can't say that on the on the radio. Jesus Christ! And you're gonna call the Lord's name in vain. This is. Can I talk so you can finish? I wish you would. <laughs> and I'm John Williams. You can find me on Instagram at JL Williams Five. And everybody, I'm Bubby. All right, my Instagram Bubs underscore View. My Twitter, y'all know underscore Bubs. Like y'all know this. It's that simple. It's easy. Hey, hey but real talk though, really yeah. quickly. Listen. To the podcast, because when we call you with the chance to win $50 gift card and you don't know the answers like you the next day when you had the when you had the gas and you need gas right there, you're like, I should answer the questions. Yeah. I would have $50 when, when you're staring at the pump saying I can only put in $5 this time because you broke. Yeah, can we try. We, to we've help? all been there. It's OK. <laughs> we're just trying to help. Yeah, exactly. That's what we're, we're performing a, a social service, right? A public Come on, service. man. Listen, we, we're here to help. Exactly. All right.
Exactly. And as always, you can message any uh, ideas you have uh, for the show, any segment ideas, any you know fun topics that you would think we should discuss. Uh, you can go ahead and do that, uh, somewhatsports at gmail.com. Use uh, the uh, subject line show topics in the in the subject line, and that'll help us identify uh, what you're uh, you know talking to us about. But outside of that, that's all I got for uh, for the show today. You guys got anything? I want to give a big shout out and um, you know not just to Nipsey Hussle, Nipsey Hussle's family, um, but also the other two men as well who were involved in that shooting. And you know I think it's sad because uh, you know people who are actively working in their community, it just you know, it's regardless of what your uh, what your thoughts are on how the uh, you know the killing went down, what you think behind closed doors, what what it really was, what the cause of it was. At the end of the day, it's a you know it's an active member in the community, um, someone who was using their platform for the right reasons, and uh, you know definitely we want to show a lot of respect to to their loved ones, all three of those men, and uh, you know rest in peace, rest in power, uh, rest in paradise. Absolutely. Yeah. It's, it's really sad. Um, when anything like that happens, any sort of violence happens, but it takes an, a, a special toll, a, a special toll on the heart when you, when you see how much that person has done uh, for the community and how much of a pillar that person was in the community, all the stores that he was putting up. You know, I saw this, this documentary that he was, uh, he was the news piece or documentary. He was documentary doing. on Dr. Sebi. Yeah, yeah. Where he was talking about like all the, the different projects he was opening up with people in the community, like different restaurants, different, you know, shops. And he was using like artists that were from the community, you know, and seeing someone who wanted to lift up that community, uh, his community that he had grown so close to and helped him help mold him into the person he was. And all he wanted to do was give back and seeing him slain in that fashion in front of the shop he, he had just opened up um, in order to help that community, I think is, is one of the saddest parts of the whole uh, the whole operation. So uh, with that being said, thank you again on that somber note, really. Uh, thank you for listening to another episode of Somewhat Sports, and hopefully we'll catch you next week. 